Welcome to Matter of Fat, a body positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. Hi, I'm Kat Palavoda, a local fat feminist, shop owner. Okay, and between my required nightly popsicle consumption and my little bedroom window AC unit, I am somehow still alive and kicking in the summer weather. I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Soraya Bogani. Hi, I'm Soraya. I'm a fat, multiracial, Minneapolitan millennial who can't stand the heat or the smoke, and the River Company billionaire is the only one who can seemingly get out of this proverbial kitchen. <laughs> On Matter of Fat, we're here to talk about the cultural politics of fat liberation with a Midwest perspective. This is a fat dish episode where Kat and I just chat it up for y'all. We've got a great interview-based episode for you next time and many others from the season and previous ones to check out. And this ep will be great uh, because you'll hear from us as we talk about our studio time reacting to Minnesotan media, our own media takes, of course, summer vacation planning with COVID concerns and the world on fire, a call to hashtag fight for inclusivity in plus size fashion, and how tricky it can be to find a good place to sit, all as a matter of fact. All right, y'all. Yes, it is the fat dish, so let us dish a little bit here. I think a good place for us to start, Kat, would be talking about something that relates to both of us in the pod, which is not something that we put together, but something that Fisher Media put together, which is a bunch of Minnesotans reacting to Minnesotan things. And it's all live on YouTube, and there's been a series of topics that have been released and many more to come. And I think we should talk about it a little bit more. I would love to. This is so fun. We were so happy Alec reached out to Soraya and I to do this. Um, we are two of many Minnesotans who are reacting to different like Minnesota and Midwest things. We talked about this a little bit, I think in like the closing of a previous episode, but now as you are consuming this episode, a couple different um, segments of that series have been out. So like the first one that came out was us reacting to the Target Lady SNL skit. Uh, mm -hmm. which I feel like we, um, had a lot of reactions to, like, we, <laughs> I don't know, it's one of, well, I don't know, for me, especially, I feel like I just giggled incessantly the entire time. Um, but I, we had lots of, lots of reactions to that one. Um, and then the Target Lady SNL skit, just so everybody knows, because I had only maybe seen it once before then, but it's Kristen Wiig as like a Target cashier and then various guests coming to or customers coming to check out and her just like getting too excited, getting just overly excited about these products and how she would repurpose them all for something else completely different and ridiculous. Uh, and she had just great rapport with this lady named Peg, yes. who's played by Justin Timberlake. And I think that, it, like, isn't it the case that the Target lady, like, was in lots of different, like, there were lots of skits that she was part of, but then the Justin Timberlake one is maybe the most well-known? You're talking to the wrong person because that is not my skit. Like that is, I don't know. It's <laughs> not the one that I tracked over the years. The only, but it was very entertaining. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's all the only one. I just, I mean, yes, Kristen Wiig's character is hilarious, but really, Justin Timberlake as an old grandma really just just did it for me in that in that episode. <laughs> I think what got me, though, was that they did recreate, like, a, a version of Target in the 90s really well yeah. with, like, the end cap, uh, details of gum and candy and uh, the vest. It was just all, you know, as as a fatter child with a budget-minded mom, 
you know, Target is where we would primarily get clothes. And there were just so many, so many times spent, you know, scrolling through, was it Mossimo or Cherokee brand? Thank goodness they got rid of that. They adjusted that. (laughs) Um, I like got a really... I look back at now, I don't think it's atrocious, but I feel like it's atrociously colored Isaac Mizrahi color block knit sweater in eighth okay. grade. And- <laughs> I remember when that line came out. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was I was so into it. It was not I would not wear it now, but I've got some birthday pick receipts uh to prove oh, it all. We're gonna need to see those, Soraya. I mean, this is audio medium, so maybe we don't need oh, to see them. Or maybe them. you just need to send them over them. and I'll put them in the show notes on our website. Uh, you know, what are the chances? Also, when you say Cherokee brand, wasn't that – so several episodes ago, last season, we talked about um, the benefits of being fat. And on the cover for that episode, we put different pictures from us when we were younger. Were you not wearing a very cool Cherokee brand uh, zip-up vest in that, no. in that picture? No. I was not. I'm sorry to disappoint you. No, I don't think that was. I could have. Seen uh, with the, you had like a little brooch too, or maybe it was a necklace that was like a dragonfly. No, dragonfly necklace. Yes, mm-hmm. the vest was a performance fleece. I'm pretty sure oh. from Old Navy. Sorry, God, I'm I'm mixing up my my <laughs> my casual fast fashion brands of the early 2000s. <laughs> Yeah, like medium fashion. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Utilitarian fashion or like, you know, basics. <laughs> right, yeah. right. The basics. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah. So I um I did include that information in our show notes from the previous episode, but I will meaning like links to um these uh the series from Fisher Media and the Target Lady SNL skit. Um, but we'll do that again in this episode and and also link the up the additional ones that have come out. So Recently, there was a, a reaction video to Lizzo's first music video, Batches and Cookies, that we got to respond to and react to. I mean, our first episode of this podcast, we referenced Lizzo. So, like, we have been attuned to her career progression for a very, very long time. So it was really fun to just, like, go back and watch that video after not having seen it for such a such a duration but it was interesting because, I mean, you'll see this when you go watch the video, but a lot of other people didn't know her origin right, or background right. or how much she utilized the Twin Cities in her videos and and like her her values that are tied to the video, yeah. too. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. We noticed like that we and this is like not a negative thing, just like an observation. We weren't really included. Like our reactions weren't included as much in that video. And I think it's because or actually you had suggested this, Saraya, like it's not new to us, right? Like Lizzo, we just, we know all about this woman and we'll sing her praises always. Um, And it felt like for many folks, it was like the first being surprised by some of that like origin story stuff. We weren't surprised. (laughs) What a nice little time capsule of a video though. Go watching Batches and Cookies. And the fashion Um, of 2014. I tell (laughs) you, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was strong. It was strong. Um, and then the other one that you can go check out is the wood chipper scene from Fargo. The movie Fargo. And actually, as we record this, we haven't seen this yet because it'll be out by the time you are consuming uh, this episode of our podcast. But it's not out yet, so it's a little bit of a mystery uh-huh. to see to see what's all included there. I had a very visceral vibrant reaction <laughs> <Visceral is better. laughs> yeah 
it's a visceral scene. I would say I have never so I've never seen the movie Fargo, Same. and but I knew there was a wood chipper. I knew there was a wood chipper, and I had no idea, even knowing that, what to expect. And it was just, it was a sight to behold and uh, fun, fun to react. I think being put in a studio space and being told, "Hey, I'm going to show you something," like please react to this, just gets you to a higher level of reactivity oh, yeah. and performance. Oh, yeah. That is kind of fun. Oh yeah, it's a little fun. Yeah, I totally agree. So. And yeah, I hadn't. I mean, I feel like in all of the crime scene shows I watch, there have been like wood chippers utilized <laughs> to dispose of body parts. That I so I'm familiar with the concept, if you will. Um, but I had not seen that scene of Fargo ever, um, and so that was. Ooh, there was a lot to respond to. <laughs> I just think that's a terrible methodology well, to do uh, anything. Because, yeah. like, think about all the DNA in that. Okay, but you can't clean that also, out. Also, like, different from, like, when this happens in CSI Miami, in Fargo. And sorry, folks, we were really getting into this. But, like, it's snowing. And so, like, residue of things is apparent in the snow. Um, residue I'm just trying to of not be, blood. I'm not trying to think, I'm trying not be graphic Sorry. Sorry. it's because it's kind of graphic but it's just yeah. harder to hide what you're doing when there's snow white earth around you yeah accurate. yeah yes we should we should veer we really away from should. this i think <laughs> what, what i have to say to that is tmi miss girl that's what i have to say which is a new phrase from the target lady video <sighs> that i was worked its way into my regular uh pod. i so, love that's what TMI, miss one girl. of my fave quotes um that i actually said for years and years and years with my besties and didn't realize it was from that that epic snl skit uh okay hard pivot away from Wood chipper mentions. Oh, but we would we I will just reiterate that we'll put those links to the episodes that are out in our show notes. And also want to link to Alex Patreon for Fisher Media. Um, if you are interested in seeing like um unreleased footage, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's like unreleased footage. So for instance, if you want to watch six minutes of Soraya and I only responding to one of these things um, or other people that you find to be particularly compelling as part of these Minnesotans React series, you, for um, a very like small Patreon fee, you can get access to those. Um, and they're very fun. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even seen them. So I, I imagine they're very fun because we're involved. But also the other people reacting are very they're engaging cool. too. Okay, but like it's not so hard of a pivot if we talk about media. other media that we've been watching and reacting to, but not, you know, recorded reacting mm-hmm. to. So what uh, what are your media recs? What have you been watching? What have you been listening to? What have you been thinking There's about? There's just so much. I mean, I will start with the the update that everyone's been waiting for. Uh, I, <laughs> I have no idea what you're going to say, so I feel like... This is a bold statement, but really go for it, I'm please. Being like a little, I know you are not waiting on tenterhooks to hear where I'm at in the Criminal Minds rewatch. Um, oh, but okay. I'm here to tell you. Uh, sorry, you know this, but the people. I'm here to tell the masses that I'm finally done with the Criminal Minds series. I made it through wow. season 15. I have just so many thoughts. If you'll remember, I mean, we've really been giving you play-by-plays as we've been going through this, y'all. But, like, if you remember, Soraya started rewatching it. Then I started rewatching it. And then at one point, we, like, we kind of switched. Like, she was well ahead of me. And then I became well ahead of her. 
Soraya, you have not yet finished the series. I had a two-month lead time, and I wasn't rewatching. I was watching first for the time. first time, and I was, like, so far ahead in cats. Like, mm, maybe I'll watch that yet. And then a week later, she's like, I'm where you yeah. are. It's like, well, what? And I will say, I had watched about half of it before, kind of, and, like, remembered much of it, didn't remember all of it. But then a lot of these seasons have been new to me. I kind of think about the time I passed you is when, like, they started to become new. Um, gotcha. And so I've just like for a while, Soraya and I were very in touch about our thoughts and feels. But now that I finished the series, I just like I can't. Soraya, I'm not going to tell you. All. I'm not going to spoil it all. So I'm just so Appreciate eager it. for you to finish so we can properly <laughs> debrief. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am like season thirteen, so I'm You're almost moving. there. The last two seasons are much yeah. shorter. Also, like. We, when we started to get into this, we saw that there was talk of a reboot on Paramount Plus, but I haven't seen any like updates or anything from that since. And Mm -hmm. I can say Mm -hmm. that like based on the finale and the final season, it's like wrapped up enough where I would be happy if they didn't continue, but it's also leaves it open enough for like continuation could happen and it wouldn't be weird. So it really could go Mm -hmm. either way. Um, And I'm interested to see what comes of that. Yeah, I guess I needed to really step away from it because it was so bizarre. It just it just gets weirder and weirder. It gets so outrageous, which is why I kept watching because it's like, no, they can't do that. Like, how do you follow that up? Oh, that's what you did? That's so absurd and ludicrous. Not Chris Bridges. Um, but it just, I kind of, oh I wish Chris Bridges was in more things just so people could say that was ludicrous. <laughs> like, that would be great. That's great. Anyways. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just my, it's just what I want. The heart wants what it wants. But in any case, uh, Criminal Minds, I just, it's so weird. It gets so weird so fast. Well, I- and I know all shows yeah. do once they hit so many yeah. seasons. Like, they just have to. Um, but, like, thinking about <laughs> thinking about this workplace drama, like, your work, you, you're, y'all would have been shut down. Oh, and I say this over yeah. and over again. But, like, y'all so would have been shut down. You wouldn't have gotten new people. <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten to hire new people. You wouldn't have gotten to keep using your jet. <laughs> like, that's not... you're right you're right and it's like the it goes on for so many seasons that like there's a point in one of the final seasons where like the child of one of the serial killers from like 10 seasons prior comes back and it's like (laughs) we can all like the just the webs we're weaving here like we can only do this because it's just gone on for so long there is a main villain Named Peter but, Lewis. But what do they call him? But what do they call him? Sarah? They call him Mr. Scratch, <laughs> and they just refer to Scratch coming after them, and it's just like come it, on, it, y'all. Just, it feels like Scooby Doo to like refer to a villain as like Scratch <laughs> is coming to get us. <laughs> What he has that quality because what he does is he uses drugs to induce these different like. Yeah. Oh, I wow! I'm like ready to launch into the specifics. <laughs> That's how deep in we are, everybody. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. It's ridiculous. I don't have as much, uh, like, it's hard to care about other characters when they keep dying yeah. or getting pulled or just, out. Or, like, yeah. there's one character who I really think doesn't get her due her due focus. Um, I will say there was one episode. This is all I'll say after, and I won't say anything else after this about Criminal Minds. But there was one episode about truthers yeah. and I think, like, New Mexico or something like that. And it's like, oh, you all just, like 
You won't believe anything we have to say. We can be as transparent as possible. And you think there's this huge conspiracy. And it's like, oh, wow. It's funny that they make it seem like this small cloister of people Mm -hmm. who believe what they believe. And yet so much of our country are truthers. Yep. (laughs) It's just like, they had no idea how bad this was going to be in the long run. Um, So that that hit home uh, as being a little too real. And I was like, I don't need to watch this. And then also look at the news and see the outcomes of people believing certain things. So, yeah. That's 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 criminal minds for me uh, yeah. right now. But I'll be done and soon. We will we'll, discuss we'll further. We will um yeah, there's just there's so much to there's so much to talk about. Also, it just like warms my little heart how many of you are watching Criminal Minds now and are like telling us about it. <laughs> oh my god. It's so silly and so great. And if anyone else has finished, um, I would be happy for a short Instagram DM convo about that if and if and when that sounds like fun because i think there's i think can think of like three or four people at least who've been dming me about um getting back into criminal minds and i should say i got back into criminal minds because other people were talking about it. i don't know if it's having like a resurgence or if it's just like among my groups of yeah, people it was released on netflix so i think people oh, could just really get into re- it well it had been on netflix though I think it probably gone away and come back or something uh, yeah. like that because it hadn't been on for Got a very it. long Cause time. Because I could tell the ones that I had watched already back in the day, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, Soraya, watching someone else. And then Mia. Mia, what's your last name? Mia something. Oh, Mia, I'm sorry. Was watching. Sorry, was Mia. Doing, oh, just like a, a real deep dive on her stories. And that quite sucked me in as well. So. Yeah, so, so, so good. Okay, we, again, we're talking about media. We've talked about Criminal Minds for freaking 15 minutes. We need we need to move. Uh, Sreya, you're up. You go ahead with a, with a media rec before I go on and on about my other ones. Okay, well, I have a few, but, like, let's keep it in the copaganda region, shall we? So <laughs> might as well. I finally, might as well, on, on brand, on genre, um, I finally watched Mayor of Easttown featuring Kate Winslet. Um Guy Pierce, Gene Smart. I'm doing that thing where I name off all of these Classic names, but like these guy, people know Guy Pierce, I, right? Oh well, that's not that's not a you problem. That's a me that problem. You're fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Gene Smart is an amazing. I had you look up her up, and you're like, oh, I do yeah. know her. You recognize her face. She also has been in Hacks, a very, very funny show about kind of an older comedian and then a younger comedian and building out. Um, I don't know, into this brand new world where how do you how do you get people to like and laugh about things that you care about? Uh, that's not really the premise of the show, but that's what I'm distilling it into. In any case, great cast. Hard to watch because it takes place in, I think, Pennsylvania. Uh, not Bonja <laughs> You want to explain? Please, please, no, no, you need to explain um, what just as happened. a reality show lover. I have watched all of seasons of The Circle on Netflix, and in season one and season two, there are people who are from the great city of I think it's like, pa- like Pontchartrain or just some like very like wild name of a city in Pennsylvania. Um, and so, I, my only reference to Mayor of Easttown is that what it's called, Mayor of Easttown. 
Yeah, because she lives in East Town. But okay, my only like there was an SNL skit about um this, and they just like were really leaning into the accents, which made me think of Warder. these characters. Yeah. <laughs> these characters are these and they're real people, these contestants on the circle, yeah. which makes me think of Bonchok and <laughs> Yeah, it's not anything related to the circle. Nope, it's sorry. very yep. sad and bleak and also kind of like romantic in a way that i didn't anticipate because it's it's in the winter it's like very dark and cold and dreary it really just feels like you know we love uh, we everybody loves a british crime drama um no but like a lot of people Mm -hmm. do and it feels like they've really done a good job of replicating that in the u.s and you just get to see different family relationships and how they build it i thought it was just going to be the crime investigation the whole time and that is a part of it but it's not the main focus because it's like how is this person coping with like the loss of a family member Mm. um complicated family systems you know being a detective in a small town when people are going missing or getting hurt um and all of those things and so i thought it was an incredibly compelling watch i was very engaged very interested to see who does what um it sounds great, and many people have sung its praises. I like Kate Winslet, and so that's exciting to me. This is definitely on my list. Soraya, is it just mm-hmm. like a one-season thing? Is it like a one-and-done, or will it come back? Or like what's how, – how long is this season? I don't think it'll come back. Okay. It wasn't very many episodes. It's like uh, hour-ish long episodes, maybe 10. I, I could be very wrong about that, but it's not super Not that extended. much of a commitment. Again, another reason why I feel like it's more of like a British series because they know how to tell a story in a certain amount of time. And um, yeah, it's like sad, but it's not as depressing as I thought it was going to be. And also it's just like very sad. depressing. So I guess I don't know how they struck that balance for me, but they did. HBO Max, baby. Oh, shit. I really got to get HBO. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Add this to the list. Mayor. Yeah. Not mayor. I just need to be clear. It's not mayor of East Town. It's not about a mayor of East M-A-R-E. Which I did not. Or for Marianne. Mm-hmm. I, I did guess. not like get it at first before I saw it written down. I thought I heard mayor and thought mayor. Because um, <laughs> why wouldn't you if you just hear it? You know, it's like, oh, it sounds like my mom, the mayor. <laughs> In the circle, one of the characters gets to talk with their mom and their grandma and they call their grandma mom, mom. mom. <laughs> It's very sweet, but it's a little silly. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so many like like ways people refer to grandmas, you know. Oh no, mm-hmm. do you hear Vive? I sure do. <sighs> what does she think about Poncha Hawkins? I think she never wants to go does there. She watched Mare. <laughs> she's that's Cat's cat in the My background, cat, just in case. Baby. Yeah, I'm. She's like, what are you doing in that closet? <laughs> I want to bother doing? you. How would you explain this to anybody? Just talking to myself in my closet. Um, let's talk about your media wreck. Oh, what have you? What else have well, you been watching? Well, I guess one I can wreck. One I don't necessarily recommend, but man, I'm into it. Okay, we'll start there. Uh, it's summertime, y'all, and I'm watching Big Brother again. My besties are into it, so I'm into it, and wow, I'm just loving this season. They committed to having a more diverse cast. Um, so it's just like better television. Fancy that. <laughs> like, weird. Uh, what wild how that happens. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, just really good um, 
TV. It's the there's so many different people that I'm interested in. Like previously, it was like oh, I, there's like these three people I like, and then I guess a couple other people who are pretty cool, and a bunch of people I actively dislike. Um, but now it's like oh, I really like over half of you. Like there are cool people as part of this cast of contestants. Um, and so. Uh, with my besties, we just like kind of get extra excited about all types of things. I don't know if I talked about this here, but like we watched the circle together. And then in the circle finale night was when I was still in their bubble. We ate a meal comprised entirely of circle things. <laughs> like we just really like, especially in the pandemic, like really are just like indulging ourselves in like our in silly fun things. And so in the spirit of that, we did like a... A, a kind of like a draft like we all picked our favorite players well we well, we didn't all get our favorite right because like we went in order like you know I pick one and then Karen picks one and then Margo picks one um and so I have five team or five people uh of the big brother cast that like if one of my five wins then I win our little friendly wager so I'm interested Cute. to see how they all do um and it's just yeah it's fun I don't tend to watch any of the live feeds I don't tend to watch most of the episodes live. Like, what I does usually... that mean? Oh, live feeds. I well, don't know Big Brother. At all. For those Big Brother fans out there, they're like, "Yeah, you're a real fan if you watch the live feeds." Um, the <laughs> you can watch for most of the hours of the day. There are like you can if you pay to subscribe to Paramount Plus, like CBS through Paramount Plus. You can go on and there's like four different cameras you can pick from and you can just watch like live footage of in real time what's happening in the house. Oh, no. Yeah. It's really interesting. And of course, there's some things like once in a while, not once in a while, actually pretty often, like if they're doing a competition, if there's something you can't see because it'll give things away, they'll take sure. the live feeds down. And actually, speaking of cats, they'll put like these like cute little like kitties in a in a kitty shelter video up um, in hopes that those cats get <laughs> adopted. It's actually very sweet. But yeah, so a lot of people who are really big Big Brother fans watch the live feeds. Um, Karen and Margo watch the live feeds, but I, I, I guess last summer I did because I was just more flexible. But this summer, if I'm gonna watch TV, there's like other stuff I'd rather be watching. But I do mm-hmm. really get into the vids and or the the episodes rather. And then I also enjoy Big Brother Twitter quite a bit. Um, people just have a lot of hot takes that I really enjoy, <laughs> and it just brings me lots of giggles. <laughs> so if you're watching Big Brother. Um, I, my predictions, I think Tiffany is really well suited to win. Unfortunately, she's not on my, my list of people. Um, I think Kyland is also really well suited to win. And I don't know. I think Claire is really good. I like Sarah Beth quite a bit. Um, Hannah, oh, Hannah and Derek X relationship. Hello. What a, what a sweet little situation. I just, yeah. So if any of you are watching um, Big Brother, those are my takes. But Soraya, I will stop because I know you're not watching and you don't know who these people are. And I'm sorry to bore you. No, I like having a break oh. on the broadcast. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was, I was just trying to be like, wow, like this show is literally called Big Brother, and there are live feeds that random strangers can tap into. Like, what kind of Black Mirror episode have we created in this? But it sounds sweet, and I'm sorry that you're maybe not going to win because that person isn't on your my team in your draft. Yeah, your I know. Whatever it's, it's but called. we'll see. It's like it's still really early, and the season started a little bit late so like the finale isn't till the end of september so we just we got weeks left of this there's there's lots more to go Mm. well i mean i have something else that could be contrived to be a black mirror episode that i've been watching i know where this Um, is going 
Oh, what show is it? Gossip Girl. Yes, I do not watch, but based on how you describe it, I was like, mm, I can see that connection. Yeah, I mean, it's technology. It's weird people like watching each other and making life uh, miserable for some folks. And so Gossip Girl got a reboot uh, on HBO Max. And I know some of you are watching and I'm curious to know what you all think. I am enjoying it, but it also feels like ridiculous, like not even Criminal Minds ridiculous, like truly unhinged writing as to like what is going on and how they were thinking about high schoolers in New York, like very, very wealthy high schoolers, um, their teachers. And so the premise, sorry if I'm ruining, ruining this for you, but it's literally coming up in the first episode, is that the the high schoolers at the same school that was uh, present in the first version of Gossip Girl are just out of control. They have no respect for their teachers. Mm-hmm. They don't do their classwork. And so this group of teachers led by Tavi Gevinson, who, um, if you don't know her, she is a millennial. She's younger than us, but she started this magazine called Rookie. And it was like a style magazine back in the day. So she's like clearly older than some of these people, but she's just like become gossip girl with a couple other teachers um and as a way to like make kids know that they're being paid attention to and there can be consequences for the outcomes and it's just like what teachers would do cyberbullying to their <laughs> students in this day and they, they dug up the old gossip girl blog and they're using instagram instead to do it and it's just very silly and very good and i think The characters themselves are riveting to watch, to see what they're going to do and how ridiculous they're going to be. But um, it is just like very expensive looking. So their production is there, Um, which is also part of the reason I like watching it so much is just to see this ridiculous, wealthy I don't know. It's like up upper class, lower class dynamic mm-hmm. that comes into play. Mm-hmm. And like back in the old version, they would definitely pull in, you know, the who's who uh, in New York uh, for cameos and things like that. And they're certainly doing that this time around. And it just feels very cool. Like they have a scene that's set at the theater. Oh, and all <laughs> of it takes place after the pandemic. So like fall of this school year coming up okay. is the idea of it taking place. So, um, but like Jeremy O'Harris is the playwright. They have a Christopher John Rogers show. They get Princess Nokia to play a show at like oh. Webster Hall. So I don't know how they got the budget, but they are in these iconic New York places doing iconic things. And the fashion is really interesting. So I don't know. I'm hooked. I don't think the writing is, I don't know. It's good at it's. It's funny though because somebody does something silly, and then they 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 get blasted by their friends saying, oh, "Jamila Jamil like defended you on Twitter. This is the worst thing that could happen." <laughs> it's like that's very funny. That's a very very funny line. That's a very funny uh, observation. I would be interested to hear what other people think. Do I need to watch original Gossip Girl to appreciate the reboot or could I just start with the reboot? I don't think you'd have to watch the original one, but they definitely do nods to okay. it. I would just miss those references, I guess. The way you describe this, it feels like very rooted in present day pop culture. And that's something yeah. that I like. So I I don't know. I Never before have I thought, oh, maybe I'll watch this now. But the way you just described it, I'm like, well, I could go on the list. I think 
I I mean, it's it's entertaining. It's a sensory visual like overload. It's like openly queer characters in a way that the other show could never. It just is so different from the one before, mm-hmm. but also like that makes sense with the trajectory of New York and our society too. So yeah, it's interesting. Cool. It doesn't feel as soapy as the old one, and yet it is just as weird, <laughs> like plot line wise. So I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to hear what you think if you give it yeah. a watch. I at some point I probably will. Went well eventually when I get HBO Max, <laughs> which I really just need to do. You just <laughs> maybe I need to get that for you as a gift or something like that. Um, there is one actor named Luke Kirby who played. Lenny Bruce and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And it was cool to see him play another character. And he's just very attractive. Mm. He plays a dad. Mm. <laughs> so like, that's where I'm at, obviously. But um, what's your name? Who's your daddy? I mean, we are of that age. Y'all, there's this Ugh. meme that hat that went around. Not a meme, a reel. Maybe probably my favorite reel of the last year, which is really saying something. Um, and it is a woman who, someone who I presume to be a woman of probably I don't know mid thirties. Uh, and it, the song, it's what song is that even? But the line is like, "What's your name? Who's your daddy?" And like this woman, like looking like, "What's your name? Who's your daddy?" And essentially saying like, "I am of the age where I could date like an eighteen year old." Or a 40-year-old and be just fine. Uh, and I really identify with that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's I think it's by the Zombies. Maybe. Uh, that song. I don't know. It's a good I, song. Season, I, time of the season. I reshared yeah. that reel. At some point, it was like, it's been months and I'm still thinking about this. And the person who created it responded and was like, wow, this thing got so much action. It really resonated with lots of us. <laughs> Uh, yeah i don't know i'm glad i'm glad that we can feel seen and heard by tiktok in reels yeah. uh in this day and age but i i'm just astounded how many thoughts i have about gossip girl i just think we should talk about something okay. else probably i also feel like i need to retract the ages i gave i would not date an 18 year old i think it's more like i wasn't gonna say no, anything the ages I shared I were wanna... no i think it's like I, I in this moment in my life it's like you could be between 25 and 65 and I might turn my head at you. I think that's Whoa. what we're getting at. Okay, cuz you know I think David Rossi is hot. Okay? That's really helped oh, influence another criminal minds reference really, everyone. It's really influenced my like my age range. <laughs> That's a story for another time as well. Okay. Well, I've one more media thing to share that's not TV. It's book related. I finished the series. Okay, so I've talked about this truly the the entire span of our podcast. You all came along with me. The last several years, I've gotten into romance. I've gotten into reading more, and I do it exclusively, primarily, not exclusively, through audiobooks. And my my gateway into the romance genre was an author named, or is an author named Jasmine Guillory. And she has this series that started with this book called The Wedding Date. Uh, and I tried to get Soraya into it. And if you remember, Soraya was like, oh, okay, it's okay, but I just can't really let go. And, and Soraya coined the term to let go and let Guillory, <laughs> meaning you, and correct me, Soraya, you might have more nuance to this, but t- I take this uh, as the idea of like, okay, I know this is not very realistic, but I'm just going to let go and get into it. Um, yeah. And I think... To let yourself immerse yourself in the storytelling and fantasy, yes. uh, relationship yes. fantasy built up. By- there, she's a 
great she's, writer. She's really great. And she actually came mm-hmm. to, to St. Paul for a book signing a couple of years back and we went to see her. It was so great. Um, but I have been letting go and letting Gillery for this entire series. And <laughs> the final book of the series, which I think was maybe book seven, uh, came out a couple weeks ago. And it was just such a delight. And as I finished, I felt like kind of, I don't know, a little emotional, actually. Like, it was a very bittersweet for me because... Truly, this series has been my gateway into just the joy and fun and like frivolous reading. Uh, frivolous is the wrong word, but just like it, there are not a lot of things I do just for fun. Um, and maybe more because of the pandemic, the media I consume. But like just to read for so long in my life, I would only read like personal development books and like maybe some memoirs and, you know, business books and things like that. And to just be like so happy to get sucked into the stories of like fun romances oh my gosh it's been just such a gift for the last few years and um something I really feel like I owe to Jasmine Guillory because her her series uh, in that first book The Wedding Date is really what got me started hmm. I always find it so sad when a book ends or even like a series then you've gotten so close to the characters yeah. when it comes to a close because I don't know. It's like I'm I'm sitting with you on your yeah. journey while I'm reading that book. And then it's like my journey's come to an end, and too. And something I've learned that I guess I – I mean, of course, this exists – has existed for as long as literature has existed. But, like, compared to what I've been reading before, this felt very new to me. The universe building that takes place in these, like, series of books, it's just to, like – get into the second or third or fourth book and be like oh that's her friend oh my god he's here oh and that bar I know that bar you know oh, it's just so fun for me um and something I just hadn't experienced in forever so yeah gosh it does feel a little um yeah bittersweet for that series to end but I I mean I think Jasmine's going to continue writing and I just will eagerly pre-order any book she ever writes ever so uh look forward to seeing what's next for her okay so cat we've been talking about your journey with the gillery universe but yeah what's happening in the cat universe let's oh and the cat we've been talking universe. a lot about media we <laughs> really get you know, yeah proportionate to how we live our lives but maybe tell us one thing one update with you one update yeah, I mean, I feel like our conversation is really a picture of what I feel like I've been consuming extra media lately just because it's a fun distraction. Um, yeah, things are good and fine for me. I will say, like, just the last couple weeks here have been feeling very mundane, y'all. Like, this is this is the level of the pandemic where I'm feeling like, oh, this is more of the same day after day. Um, so I'm trying to really like grasp onto excitements where they come. And one big excitement is that I'm hiring at the shop. I'm We're going to expand hours for fall. And so for that to happen, I need more people. Um, so I'm in the midst of a hiring process. I'm just like so excited with all the folks who applied, excited to be able to sit down with some of them for, um, for some interviews and yeah, uh, really looking forward to what will come with all of that. So I guess that's probably like the big one, one big thing happening in my world. Uh, how about for you, Soraya? What's one big thing happening for you? Um, Like road trips, I think. Oh, yeah. So I just went on a really small family one to Sioux Falls of all places. I've never been before, but it was just nice to get out and, um, I don't know, go through a lot of areas that I used to do a lot growing up as a kid, going out to our family 
um, like shared lake place. So kind of going through farm country and, and being reminded of that and being really familiar. And then, uh, and then a few weeks ago, I got to go up to my friend's cabin and recreate a, a cabin weekend that we had in Fun. 2015, just like a bunch of college friends. So it's just been so nice to travel. I am not at that point where I'm ready to like jet set yet. Um, same. Like desperately want to, but like same, but emotionally prepared. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was really nice to just like shift because, like you're saying, the monotony of the same yeah. day and day and day out. It's like so nice to get uh, an environmental shift to help you shake some things up. So, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Cool, so, cool, cool. What about fat things? Fat Let's things. Talk about fat things. Well, okay, actually, the first fat thing I'd like to bring up relates to what we talked about in our Dirt and Discourse in our most recent episode. Okay. Um, We had talked about how just we talked about the the wild ride of sizing um, overall, but especially in plus size fashion, um, and specifically how some brands like refuse to make sizes that's a full inclusive plus size range. So maybe stop at 3XL or... Uh, like say they go to 5XL, 6XL, but really have manipulated their size charts so that uh, a large size like a 5XL really is what we would call, you know, a 2XL compared to normal other plus size brands. Um, And there is this awesome influencer uh, and activist on Insta named Saucy West. And she's been just like very bold in calling out brands and went so far as to call for a boycott. Um, and as part of this, using this hashtag um, fight for inclusivity has like created really good lists, like, you know, kind of running, running lists that things can be added to, but lists of different brands that do some of the, per, you know, perpetrate some of those things that we had been ragging on them for in our previous episode. So mm-hmm. brands that, you know, say they have higher sizes, but don't. And then also lists of brands that have been doing more work around this and maybe go up to 5XL or or larger um, and have been more clear about their quest to be inclusive with their sizing. So I think I wanted to call that out um, because it relates so much to what we've been talking about to thank Saucy for the work of putting those lists together. Um, And I'll be sure to link that in the show notes. And so folks can head over to see some of that stuff. And actually I'll make an effort to share some of that on our Instagram this week as well. So folks can see it right there. Sounds good. Oh, doing the work. Doing the work. So that was related to last episode's Dirt and Discourse. What else is on the docket? Like, I have a list of topics in front of us, but, like, what what else do we want to mention next? Uh, <laughs> so not to talk about Criminal Minds oh, even no. more. <laughs> I was really giving you an opening to see if we were going to go for it. Oh, here we are. Okay. I thought you were just teeing it up for no, me. Like, okay. Well, both ends. Both ends. <laughs> and this actually can just be a short mention, but uh, several people, you know, we've been mentioning that many of you are also watching Criminal Minds. Several people sent us this video from Fat Fab Feminist, um, just further discussing and unpacking the uh, relationship between Garcia and, oh my God, why can't I think of the name of Shamar Morgan's character? Morgan. Are you now, even a fan? Did you now, even watch? What a brain fart. Wow. I mean, well, now that he's not on anymore in the final yeah. seasons, it's hard for me to be remembering. Sure, sure. 
Yeah. Um, and we don't need to go into it too much, I guess, but unless you have any specific thoughts, just that, yeah, we're here for the things that Fat Fab Feminist is sharing. There's another. Okay. So I did not do my homework for this, but I just thought of it. There is somebody, and maybe you know, Kat, um, on Instagram or Reels or in TikTok who does you know, fat people in media who weren't actually fat. Oh, Do you know Rosie. what I'm talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. Rosie Beam. Yeah, Rosie Beam. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Rosie Beam me, but oh, it looks yes. like Beam. Yep. That's and, why. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> and so they do this constant like review of different shows or movies. And I feel like Penelope Garcia is cast as this fat character and maybe mm-hmm. is at points. I don't know. But it's just there is this very chemistry-laden relationship with one of the characters, one of the most attractive characters. And they're all attractive people, right, on a TV so show. So many guys online. in that show could get it. Oh, I mean, so many people <laughs> on that show could get it. Let's be frank. Um, but, like, somebody... So it was Fat Fab Feminist who did a post just saying, like, we all hoped for that relationship to come to fruition. And it never did. And, I mean, I think it's because she was fat and... They couldn't allow that to happen on the yeah. show. But I, mm. I agree. Without giving too much away, there are, like, as you come to the very end of the season, there are some things, not that, but, like, related to that, that are worthy of discussion, which seriously is, like, one of the top five things I can't wait to talk to you about once you finish the series, Rhea. All right. Post-haste. Got it. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Rosie Blair. You're right, though. Rosie Beamy is the is the handle, and that's why I've always thought her last name was Beam. Sorry, Rosie. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Rosie. I've been getting um, everything. I've been getting a lot of names a little messy this time. Sorry. Sorry to, okay. to everyone. Sorry and to no Soraya with the names. Sorry to all these people. It's fine. <laughs> it's all fine. Um, a name that I will get right because I have the, her first and last name written here. Um. A little shout out to a local plus size gal, Hillary Klein, who was who's local to the Twin Cities um, and is one of 10 people that were selected for an upcoming Torrid modeling campaign. Um, And it's just really fun to see a Midwestern gal, you know, a local in a campaign like that. Also, all of the other people who were selected seem really, really, really awesome, too. So, like, shout out to them as well. Um, Yeah. So go, Hillary. Excited to see you in um, that upcoming Torrid campaign. That's wonderful. I mean, that's how I feel when I see like the original big girl dancers with Lizzo or like yes. Grace from Duluth. Like, I'm just like, yes, represent, come yeah. through. So, congratulations, Hillary. I also, as a side note, Hillary has short hair and I love short hair. And I just don't feel like we see enough people modeling that have short hair. And so, I'm mm. just like, that's like an extra level of like, oh, yeah, um, about her getting selected for that. Wonderful. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, you know what is not exciting? What? Trying to find fat-friendly outdoor seating. Oh my gosh! Isn't that <laughs> isn't that the truth? Wasn't it Andrea Sanow who, in her interview, said like that's just yeah. like one of the perennial things? Like she like equated it to you know her parents talking about like the price of milk. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is just always a topic of conversation, isn't it? I think especially now that people I, – I know people have been going to restaurants. I know. But, like, in my reality, outdoor patio moments, this is the time to shine. Oh, yeah. Um, summer and also just, like, COVID consciousness. It's easier to be outside. And I think we were actually – well, not we. Let's give it up for Assistant Lindsay, who's planning yes. a matter of fat hangout. Uh, for a little like team. Just, 
Yeah, for our little team. And so just considering like, oh, where are the places we want to go? What have we enjoyed? What do we want to try? And then just always thinking like, hmm, is it going to be comfortable? Like, is it going to be a space where, um, you know, I sit down and I'm not concerned about a chair breaking? Uh, And also just like how flimsy chairs are everywhere at all times, because it's not a cost that I think a lot of uh, businesses want to put money into. Um, but yeah, so that is just on, on our radar these days. Yeah. And I mean, we do not yet live in a world where universal design is widely adopted. So I feel like it'll be a problem that we run into for a while. Um, and so, you know, to that end, we wanted to talk a little bit about like what we do and what folks around us might do to suss out like if a place has seating that's going to work for you or not specifically related to dining outdoors so one thing i think that can be helpful is we have a little local facebook group called twin cities fat community and i know that there are other parts of you know different communities around the country and maybe world that have things like this and i have found that that's like one of the most reliable resources for feedback on seating and really all fat things but seating is one of them um so want to just encourage local folks to consider being part of that group or if you are not local to the twin cities um to think about what that kind of finding a group like that or creating a group like that where you live there, you know, Soraya, there have been some apps created like for this purpose, but actually yeah. like as I was, as we were thinking about talking about this topic, I was Googling because I was like, that one, I think I know the name and then the other one. And those that I found like didn't really seem to be in existence or like any kind of circulation anymore. Um, yeah. Which is disappointing, but also like without funding for these things, I can understand how that might happen. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I, I think if we're going to do a call back to Andrea's episode, too, it's very much a call to action for, you know, non-fat folks, allies and friends to be like, how often are you checking um, on accessibility just in general for these yeah. seating areas? And then if you can check, great. And also, like, if you can leave a review, even better. Because yeah. I think that is a direct call to action for a lot of Um, businesses just to see what does it mean for me to make a comfortable environment for everyone to come here and partake so yeah Yeah. and I I think you probably I think you alluded to this earlier it's just like I feel like for many businesses it's just like not on their mind which is incredibly unfortunate and like that is not acceptable um but if you if if we as people are able to like you know bring that to people's minds and especially if you are not someone who requires like a large seat if you are you know don't live in a larger body and want to you know advocate for those of us who do can be really powerful uh yeah someone reached out to me recently to share a little bit of a win in her life and let me know that there's like this i think it was like a coffee shop that she always goes to and was really eager to like sit outside but was disappointed when none of the chairs worked for her and so she sent a really like thoughtful and you know no shade if people do not have the capacity to do this but this person was like this is important to me i really like this place i i want to reach out to the owner and just share some information with them about like why this is an issue and what they need to do better and it was mm-hmm. really well she told me that it was really well received by the owner um who awesome. was open to making some changes and so I guess I can't verify if those changes happened or not, but I know that the person mm-hmm. who was, you know, in touch with me was a little uh, 
maybe a little nervous to be sharing this information, but then was um, pleased when it was received so positively from the owner. And like, that's the way to do it to, for owners of businesses to understand these things, to offer a kind and thankful response, and then to do the action of, of changing and making, um, you know, developments to their business to make it more accessible for, for those of us who need it. I was just, as you were describing this, considering the intersections of all of this, right, especially in service industry related businesses in the Twin Cities, because there are a lot of like breweries right now that are under criticism due to sexual harassment yeah. um, or gender discrimination over the years. I know there's been a few coffee shops that have had issues over the years as well. Several, yes. All, like, coming to light. And so I think too, like if you have the capacity or ability to reach out and say, hey, I do want to support your organization, like this is what is needed in order to do that. And you get a kind, thoughtful message. Well, that's a good indication that this is an organization that does actually care for you as well as potentially its employees, um, its business model. I mean, that's a lot to extrapolate, but I would be way more likely to go and visit that establishment than one that's like, no, that doesn't matter or doesn't receive a response. Um, I also just think that it's probably hard for a business owner because much like when we've talked about airplane seats and space, like when restaurants are considering their bottom line, more seats you have, the more money you make. And so I think that comes into play too when trying to have as many seats as possible, maybe smaller ones. And then also like spending less money on it because it's outdoors, rough wear happens to. And let's not forget about the fat tax. Like, you know, chairs that are rated for higher weight capacities are more expensive. Right. Right. And, exactly. you know, I think for many of us, it's like, well, yeah, of course we have to invest in those things. But for people who haven't had to make those decisions, it feel, can feel, probably feel like, why can I, why would I pay three times as much, you know, for this if I don't have to? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just a lot. And all of this to say, like, if you don't have the capacity to engage with businesses around this, especially if you are a fat person, like, that is A-OK. You should not have to do that. Um, but because of the state of the world we're in, if you do have the capacity, I think those things can be um, really powerful. And I hope that if you if you do share that kind of feedback with folks, it is positively received. Yeah. So it's just kind of a rundown, like, if you don't have that desire or need to do that, check in with Twin Cities Fat Community or other local fat communities um, to see if they have any suggestions. And then if you do want to take action, a Google review, a message to the organization, um, calling ahead for friends or yourself just to feel comfortable, lots of different things you can do so that you can find some good seating um, and enjoy your enjoy your life as best as possible because yeah. that's really what it comes down to. Exactly. And also, if one of these apps or there's a group out here who wants to put something together like this, I just would love to hear about it. And I think it would really behoove us to, as we're able, support them with our dollars if and when um, a place can can kind of put that information together for all of us. I would just be so here for that. Oh. I would love a domino effect because like this episode, we're talking about uh, Saucy West putting together that information because we, I mean, not because it's not a one-to-one correlation yeah, of us talking it, about it. It that was time. really time, like timely, you know, <laughs> I would just love for there to be an ongoing resource that pops up after everything that we, you know, talk about 
going forward. So I'm putting that out into the universe. Oh, what a great, oh my gosh. Like we're a little bit magic or the podcast is a little, or no, let's be real. The fat community is a little bit magic. We're not <laughs> the doing people this. Are magic just, the people and we're are just magic. picking up on it. We're just staying tuned in. <laughs> Another fun fat dish episode has come to an end. Thanks so much for spending time with us, y'all. Making this podcast for our lovely community is truly a delight. Yes, it is. And you know what else is a delight to bring to you all? Our monthly podlucks. Join us for our August podluck on Thursday, August 5th at 6 p.m. Central Time, the day after this episode comes out. So Kat and Lindsay are hosting, and we're discussing an episode of the Big Calf Podcast, um, B-I-G-C-A-L-F, and details and the Zoom RSVP are on our website. They sure are, along with all of the Matter of Fat info you could ever desire. Visit <laughs> www.matteroffatpod.com, where you'll find show notes, transcripts, info about Matter of Fat, access to our older episodes, and more. Okay, and now it's time for shoutouts. Shoutouts. We love shoutouts. We have a shoutout for Hair Yo, H-A-R-E-Y-O-H, who left us a wonderful five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your kind words really do mean so much. Um, I cannot describe it to you when I, I feel seen and heard in this project that we're doing. Just get some good feedback. So thank you for that. And thank you yeah. to all the other folks who have shared kind feedback. Um, we also love to give shout outs for fat cash contributions. Cat, tell the people about cash. Fat Cash is the way you can show us some love and help fund the pod. For the four seasons we've been operating, we've taken on pod expenses ourselves, including our assistant stipends. Okay, but we are excited to report that the fat cash that you've sent our way, coupled with payment that we received for a workshop Soraya and I facilitated, we are only $70 away from covering our assistant stipends this season. Whoop. Oh my gosh. Thank you to everyone for your support, um, including fat cash, shout outs, all that. And uh, we're grateful for the opportunity to present on anti-fat bias to our communities. Um, And we so appreciate being able to leverage our knowledge to help organizations be more conscientious and considerate in their inclusionary practices and provide some financial support to our assistants for their talent. It means a lot. Of course. Yeah. So if you'd like to send some fat cash our way, you're welcome to do so via Venmo. Find us there at Matter of Fat Pod. And of course, we have all the details about fat cash on our website. Once we have stipends taken care of, we can start to use funds for other expenses, a.k.a. pay ourselves back for all the things. Okay. (laughs) Let's not say all the things. Maybe like a few things. Okay. Yes. (laughs) As much as possible, I guess. (laughs) Yes. As always, we welcome your support however you're able to show it. So please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you catch Matter of Fat, and share and tag us on social media. If you tag us in your Instagram stories, we would love to reshare it. Until next time, when we're back with another episode of Matter Matter of Fat. Fat. Matter of Fat.